Hello, everyone. Uh, this is the Let's Talk Life podcast, episode eight. Thank you for tuning in uh, today. I have a guest here who I have been friends with for over 10 years now. I think it's been about 11 years, and his name is Frankie Bayloni. So, hello, Frankie. Thank you for being here today. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, and due to the circumstances of quarantine, of course, we're not actually together. Um, <laughs> so bear with the phone call fuzziness. Um, Frankie, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I am 21 years old. I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm just starting to put more music out um, and really getting more into um, the music business on that side of things. Um, I grew up, obviously, with you doing musical theater um, and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I was going to ask the first, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, how did you get into music in the first place, just in general? Um, so, music has always just been a part of my family. Um, growing up, I come from a really Italian family. Um, and, you know, my mom, every time she's cooking, she has music playing. She's singing around the house. We used to sing and dance around the kitchen. Um, my grandmother, she sings everything. She sings actual songs. She makes up songs with anything that she's doing. Um, singing in the car, her father sang, um, and he was right from Italy, um, and he performed a lot and playing guitar, and it just kind of, I guess, rubbed off and stuck. And I've music's been a part of my life, and I've always loved it. So it's in your blood. Yeah. <laughs> when did you realize that you had talent? Because I mean, you have real, real talent. You were you were like eleven years, ten, eleven years old, and you know you blew everyone away like you were it was just your your voice was bigger than your body like <laughs> insane so how did you realize that you had talent like how old were you how did you figure it out um so I want to say I was probably like five or six um and I uh, I used to sing in the car and everything with my family way before that but I want to say it was like five or six years old I we were in my kitchen um, and it was me, my brother and my older cousin, and we were all just hanging out. And I think it was a Whitney Houston song. I think it was, uh, I will always love you. And it was playing in the kitchen and I just started belting and my cousin and my brother kind of just like froze and they were like, what just came out of your body? Like, <laughs> what was that? They were like, do it again. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just, and like, <laughs> You know, for a six-year-old to be like, I don't really know. I was just, like, having fun, and it was like I opened my mouth, and that happened. I couldn't, you know? It was just, like, Amazing. something. Amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's that's just insane. Like, you're... Obviously, your voice is different now from when you were 10, 11 years old, but... Absolutely. When we were doing shows, I mean... They always, the directors and whatnot, always gave you these giant songs with these, the high range. I mean, uh -huh. you were high, you were singing higher than all the girls, pretty much. Yeah. It was just hey. crazy, crazy, crazy. My family and I still talk about your voice to this day. 
<laughs> um, so your roots did start in musical theater. Um, uh-huh. How did that influence your future music career? Um, you know, I, it's funny because I feel like I, I, when I'm in a studio or I'm writing or talking to uh, producers or anyone, I feel like I, I always bring up my musical theater mm-hmm. roots. Um, just for the fact of it really helped me, I guess, to know my voice as more of an instrument than Mm -hmm. anything. Um, I mean, I don't play guitar. I don't play piano. I really don't play any instrument, but I know how to use my voice and use my range and everything. Um, And like you said before, all of our directors, everything, they had me hitting these crazy high notes. Um, in all the numbers that we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it felt like for a while I was constantly using my head voice. It was constantly, I was known as the kid with the high voice. Right. You know? um, and now with my own music, it's fun kind of exploring my lower register and the part of um, my voice that a lot of people don't really know exists. Um, like I know when I had released one of my, more recent songs the first time I played it for my grandfather my grandfather was like who's singing and I was like (laughs) that's me and he was like that doesn't sound like how you sing and I was like yeah because I never actually like was able to sing like that Mm -hmm. um in theater and everything and I think that it just really helped me navigate and use my voice to every extent that I possibly could it's amazing because you were literally a soprano belt yeah. You were belting uh-huh. soprano. <laughs> That's what you were doing. <laughs> you sang, because the first show we did together was Grease, and you sang Beauty School Dropout as a teen angel. Uh-huh. That, I always go back to that because that song is sung by, in the movie, by a grown man with a, you know, deep range. And you had yeah. to take it completely to the next octave, all the way on the top, and you were belting these high insane notes and that stole the show it completely stole the show (laughs) like i like forget like thomas and i we were the leads and nobody cared about us they were like where's the little where's the little boy who sings soprano yeah and i remember i actually remember the first time we had tried to block that scene and the first time um our director had me sing that and learn the words for it because um we worked obviously off instrumental tracks. Like we didn't have a live band or Mm -hmm. anything. And we actually had to go back and cut or find another instrumental in such a higher key because I just couldn't hit the low notes and it just wasn't working. Wow. Um, we had to go and basically like just find the song completely different for me to be able to sing it the way that I did. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, amazing. That's crazy. But yeah, talking about what you mentioned before about knowing your own voice because of musical theater, musical theater really pushes and, you know, really reinforces the use of technique. Like, you really need Uh to know technique, which, I mean, I still do musical theater to this day. I'm 25 years old. I've been doing it since I was eight. And I am a singer in a band now. Like, I do both. I do pop. I do rock. I do musical theater. I do all that. And theater has helped more than more than I could have ever known, you know? Yeah. It's like you learn how to really use your diaphragm and how to use your soft palate. And 
the difference between your head voice and your chest voice and and a lot of the time when you're singing songs that are top 40 hits from you know something on the radio you know if you don't have that musical theater background a lot of the time you're trying to mimic just the sound um right which can be good but which can also be a little bit you know of a downside if you don't have that theater background theater is just musical theater is a blessing it really is yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to have had that training absolutely and i think it you know when when you're doing a show um and you're performing in front of the audience it's you know everything's live right so you really only have like yes you have your rehearsals and you have everything to get everything right but when you're in that live show anything can happen and you have one take right as opposed to like now when i'm in studios and i'm recording in different sessions like if something doesn't sound right, we can go back and we can mm-hmm. edit, switch and do things, try things in different ways. But with theater, you're really in the moment. And I think that that has helped also because now I know really like what sounds good, what to try. And um, when I'm in the studio, if I try something one way, I could be like, oh, actually, let me do that higher or let me try that lower. Or, let's add this harmony or, you know, and it's... Mm-hmm completely different than when you're doing something and you have one shot at it absolutely a hundred percent it's really it's really interesting it really is it's amazing because it's like I will be recording with my band or you know rehearsing and we record it like just on a phone or something to listen back and it's like oh that sounds you know so bad like let's let's go back I want to re-record I want you know because right. I don't like the way I sound or something. But then when I'm doing musical theater, and if I hear myself, I'm like, that actually sounds, like, better. It's it's really, uh-huh. it's it's interesting. It's like, I feel like live singing doesn't, it doesn't give you the option or the chance to think twice. You just have to do it all in one shot. And you're thinking about right. lyrics, you're thinking about lyrics and, and whatnot. And right. I really... And it's all, and it's all like it's more of a memory it's not it's not oh well how is this going to sound later to me mm-hmm. it's well how how is the audience going to remember that moment and how mm-hmm. how can they feed that moment in this time in a specific way right yeah yeah definitely um when and how did you decide you wanted to pursue music, like your recent discovery, that that's what you wanted to do? Because I remember for a while, after you took your little musical theater hiatus and your music Uh hiatus, you were just like, eh, it's not really for me anymore. But then you were like, you know what? I remember you texted me and you were like, this is my passion, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And how did you you just rediscover that one day? Did you just wake up and that, or were you always thinking about it? Um... So, you know, since music has always been such a big part of my life, as I've stated, mm-hmm. um, and I've always wanted to sing, um, like all I've, it's, it's all I've ever wanted to do. Um, the musical theater side of things, like the acting, everything, I always loved it and I always enjoyed it, but I never, I never had that passion to like be an actor. I wanted to sing, um, and then I, I went on X Factor, um, or I auditioned for X Factor. I remember um, that. Yeah, I made it to the second round and then got cut because um, they said I was too young. I was twelve years old, um, and 
after that, I was like, okay, I want to step back from the acting side and I still want to sing, but I kind of, kind of fell out of the singing just because when I stopped musical theater at 12 years old, I was like, oh, well, where can I go now? Like, where else can I sing? What else can I do? And I really didn't know um, what I was doing. So I really focused on my art and photography and everything. And then when I went to um, college, my roommate had heard me singing one day in the shower. um, And he was like, yo, like, why don't you sing? Like, our school is hosting auditions for The Voice. You should you should go you should just try and I was like I was like no like I've I've done the singing shows and I've I tried to audition and like I don't know like maybe we'll see and he was like no like you really shouldn't he kind of he kind of pushed me to go audition and that was the first time in about four years that I had sang in front of anyone um was at that audition and leaving that audition even though I didn't make it I was like wow like that felt great and I just I I want to sing. And so since then, that was three years ago. Um, for the past three years, I've just been like, yeah, this is what I need to do. And I started writing and releasing and really working on, um, just my career in music. So you actually auditioned for like the voice voice, the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was just about to say that you should probably, you should probably try and go and audition because, um, I actually know like several people who've auditioned and have been on the actual like the last audition where it's on TV. I've seen people. There was a girl I know who's incredibly talented, like insanely talented, who was just on this season. Um I don't know why she didn't make it. Honestly, I have no idea, but it's all real. Like it's real. It's not like scripted. I don't know if American Idol or anything is scripted, but I know the voice definitely isn't. Um right. but I was going to say you should probably try and like do it again because, you know, you are really, yeah. you are really, really good. You should, you should definitely try. Thank you. Um, I yeah. want to hear, um, I want to hear about your trip to LA. I know we haven't really talked much about it because I've been saving it for this. Uh-huh. Um, so tell me like all about that bec- and you know, cause you, that was your, your purpose for going there was to work on music. Right. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, I decided I, it was like, two weeks in advance I was like you know all of my schooling has switched to online classes and everything um and I was like oh like I think I'm just gonna go try to network and really try my hand at music out in LA Mm -hmm. um so I booked a flight and I I went out there um I didn't even have a place to live. I found a place on Facebook the first week that I was out there I stayed on an air mattress and um one of my sister's friends' apartments. I didn't even, I didn't know anyone personally flying out there. Um, and I ended up being there, um, got into an apartment with a couple people. Um, and then I just started networking and it, it was such a surreal experience because it's like everyone you meet in LA has a story. Everyone's trying right. their hand at something, whether it's photography or music or acting or writing even um Mm -hmm. the couple that i lived with um the the wife she was a writer who was trying to get her pilot for a tv series picked up by netflix and her husband was an actor who was constantly working and away on nights um, 
you know, filming and all different things. And um, two of my closest friends that I made while I was out there, um, they were also singer songwriters. Um, and we worked on a lot of writing and just hanging out and getting to know each other and just really perfecting a lot of the music that we were making while we were out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up connecting with a great producer while I was out there. Um, we made four songs while I was out there. Um, we just, as of last week, finished another song, um, working remotely, sending files back and forth to each other. Um, and he's awesome. Uh, and yeah, we've worked together and it's just, it's an experience that I just, I wouldn't trade for anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there were certain parts of it that were super hard money-wise. It is super expensive living out there. Right. I didn't have a job for the three months that I stayed there. So I was living off savings and, you know, trying to, you know, budget um, money and do everything. But in the end, the connections and the people that I met and the friends I made and everything that it did for my music. I went to street shows of people performing and talked to them, exchanged Instagrams and phone numbers to keep in touch. Um, and it was just, it, it was an awesome experience. Yeah. It sounds like it. Networking yeah. is so important. So important. There have oh, been, absolutely. There have been people that I've met all over the place, you know, singing, I sing at bars and restaurants and events like weddings and, and you just never know who you're going to run into, who's going to know who, but also I've, you know, met people, musicians, just people that are there like watching that, you know, you exchange info or they, or they like your, your Facebook page for your band or something. And then, you know, word, word of mouth where it gets around and then I've run into them time and time again so it's really nice to to have connections like that yeah absolutely i mean one of my first weeks out there um and again i didn't know anyone so i was just trying to like talk to people um and get to know someone and make some friends um and one of the first weeks that i was out there um i was i went out to eat and i was sitting alone at a bar and this guy came up to me and we were just talking and he worked in the promotion side of the music industry and booking concerts and all that stuff. And he was just like, Hey, um, I don't know if you're interested, but I have an extra ticket to an Ingrid Mickelson concert tonight. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Like really? And he was like, yeah, like you can come. And I was like, awesome. So we ended up, I ended up going and we went to the concert and it was, we were backstage. It was, Wow! Like there talking and just realizing uh, when I got to LA, I realized like this is where I needed to be. It mm-hmm. just it opened so many doors, and yeah, it was definitely awesome. That sounds really awesome. I've never been to the West Coast, but you must have felt like you must have felt like a fish out of water, kind of. I mean, you were just thrown into it's a culture shock. It is no matter where because. Yeah. I have traveled out of the U.S. multiple times, but I, especially in college, I studied abroad in Japan, and oh my goodness, I just felt like I was, I I felt like I was a little bunny rabbit being thrown into a tiger cage, like, Uh (laughs) I mean, like, the people were outstanding, like, they were so nice and hospitable, the food was great, but it was just such a culture shock, and I had to, you know, acclimate 
It's very, it's very difficult. It is. Absolutely. And I couldn't even really talk to people because nobody really spoke English at all. But, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. And I, you know, I have some social anxiety, so I have a hard time talking to people. Um, you know, but, um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a great experience. And you know what? I feel like I, I had a feeling when you went there, I could see like from all your posts and everything, how happy you were. I was like, he's going to be back. He's going to go back. Oh yeah. I, I would love to. Um, I had come home mainly just for the holidays and, um, because I, my class schedule had changed. So I was back in mm-hmm. New York for school and everything. Um, but once, once I get my grounding and I probably graduate, um, I will definitely a hundred percent be back. Are you a senior this year? Um, no, I'm a junior. I have one more year. Left. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. How old am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, Goodness. Yeah, one, one more year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Um, so, where would you like to be with your music career? Like, what are your goals? You know, it's a very complicated question Mm -hmm. because obviously, you know, when you talk to people, every, everyone wants to make it a career and I want to obviously find a way to live off my music and make money and, everything like that you know like being famous it's so it's a dream you Mm -hmm. know but when I really sit there and I think about my music money and being recognized and anything like that it's really not it's not a driving influence or force for me right um music is a lifelong passion of mine that I love to explore. I love the way that certain songs can make you feel, whether it's happy, sad, um, the way people can connect to lyrics. The power and, to emote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that like certain songs you can you can listen to a song and be like, Wow, like that like I felt that. I went through that. That person went through the same thing I went through. I'm not alone. Yeah. You know, I feel like music is it it's very for many people that don't obviously know these celebrities and don't know them. It allows us to connect with them and be like, well, even they're famous and they went through it and we know them. Right. We don't know them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really what I want with my music. I just want people to be able to listen to it, connect with it, take something away from it. Um, and, yeah, just feel something, have a good time, listen to it, um, whether it's with my name or not. Like, it doesn't even, Frank Baloney, that, that's a name. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need, like, I can call me anything you want, but just enjoy and connect with the music that is being put out, you know? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing when you hear musicians who are incredibly famous, like... um there have been several, like Sarah Bareilles and and Taylor Swift. Like, right. I heard, I've heard from so many of them from interviews, from documentaries that you know, a lot of them just say they're like, it's the most amazing feeling in the world when you're at your when you're singing in a concert and you hear all these people singing your song that you wrote, and uh-huh. that and that 
you know that it's it's making them feel good because it makes you it shows you that they're really in it for the passion and that you know they that's what they want they want that connection with their fans because they can't actually really connect with all their fans but they want to they want to put out music that makes them feel and makes them know that they're not alone no matter what they're going through i think that's just awesome yeah absolutely and you know and you can you can really when it comes to lyrics and music you can feel the certain connection that can be made through through the difference right. of the, of songs like i know i have two songs released on spotify and apple music right now and the response that i got um to my second song that i put out was so much higher than the first one mm-hmm. and it's it, it's shocking just the way that people like the honesty and vulnerability yeah um and i think it i think it's kind of shocking to some people about how vulnerable i'm willing to get with my lyrics and my music like i'm just i mean you know me i'm a i'm an open book i'm an Mm -hmm. honest person i you know i'm straightforward you always have been (laughs) right um and I think my music is definitely just a reflection of that and who I am as a person. But it's it's just awesome seeing and hearing how other people can connect to it also. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. We're, we're both very different, very different musicians. Like, you write music mm-hmm. and whatnot. I have no desire to write music. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe one day I would like to, but I'm a cover singer. Like, I love to cover. And, you know, in my band... And my duo and my trio and everything, I love to cover music because I like doing, I like doing that big variety and like doing songs that people know. And like, I really get like energy out of, you know, I love when I'm playing at like a, I don't know, a 50th birthday party or something and we're singing Motown or, or whatever. And people, people are all singing along to the songs that they know. It's, I don't know, it's, that's a lot of fun. I really like that. And for no, me, absolutely. And for me, I obviously I'm a teacher, um, and I'm in graduate school, and I I'm still doing music, but I want to definitely sing. I want to do my freelance music for the rest of my life. Um, but I I wouldn't want to, and like I you know I want to make that you know my my second career. Like I want that to be in my life forever. And the money is actually very good when you do private events. Um, right. Very good. Um, but I don't have that strong desire to, you know, to be famous. And I don't know. It's it's really interesting because all musicians are different. It's funny. Right? People, Absolutely. People think just because I'm a singer, they think I'm going to be – that I want to be the next Adele. I'm like, no, I I just do it for, you know, for me. Yeah. And, you know. and I mean, I have to say – and it, it, I think it, it was more of a recent um, – discovery for me for cover artists i have such a newfound respect for cover artists and you and everything because you know i feel like not necessarily easy because it can be super vulnerable writing your own music and everything Mm -hmm. but being able to write your own music and tell your story can sometimes be a lot easier than writing and singing someone else's right you got to make and, sure it's perfect. Right. And I feel like with cover artists, it's completely difficult because you're choosing songs 
that you know you know that other people want to hear but also songs that you can connect with right and if you mess up a lyric if you mess up a lyric forget it people know right and finding that connection within a song that you can portray Mm -hmm. and sing someone else's song like recently i um posted a cover of demi lovato's song anyone Mm -hmm. on youtube um and a lot of people, you know, and the, the message behind that song is just insanely deep. And Demi Lovato's voice is so powerful that after I did it, a lot of people were like, are you OK? Like <laughs> knowing knowing the message behind that song, they were like, are you dealing with things and whatever? And with me, I just even though I didn't necessarily go through everything Demi Lovato went through with her addiction and Mm -hmm. fighting that and her social anxiety and everything that she was like crying out for help in a lot of ways I was still able to connect with the song because it's like the times that you know you are feeling alone and like no one's listening you just want anyone to listen no matter what you're going through absolutely and that's the reason that I chose that song and that's why I covered it um the way that I did and found my own connection and meaning through it. And I, I applaud you for being able to go through and <laughs> do it endlessly with all the shows that you do and yes. everything. It, like it's, it's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely rewarding. I love it. Um, for sure. So speaking of writing your own songs, um, how do you get your inspiration for writing music? Um, so my music is completely in a hundred percent, um, my own life. Hmm. A lot of it, um, and not necessarily my own life, but it can be stories I hear from friends also. Hmm. Um, I have I have a, a project coming out um, called Carousel. Um, it'll be out within the next couple months. It's six songs. Um, and a lot of it is just, you know, through anxiety, through breakups through traveling through everything um this message and story behind it is just that everything happens for a reason um and like everything kind of leads to a bigger picture and that is you know it comes from my own events and the main song the title track called carousel um it's completely about anxiety and i went through i want to say a year-long of just anxiety attacks where I would have one, like it was becoming super normal oh. just like to have the anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um, Been there. And, <laughs> um, and every time that I would have an attack, I would sit and I would write a new version or new lyrics to the song carousel. And then when it came time to finally cut vocals and be in a studio and record it, we sat down with like, 20 different papers 20 different versions of this song in front of us and we were like okay well we like that lyric and we like this and this tells that um and yeah so it's a that song it's just a collection of everything i love Um, that um i love that your writing is like a healthy outlet for you it's a coping mechanism and this podcast is all about it's all about mental health and that's why i wanted that to you know i wanted music to tie in because music and feelings and emotions and lyrics it's all it all it all ties in to your own mental well-being yeah and i've even you know i remember my freshman year of college i was offered an internship and i'm a psychology major Mm -hmm. um 
and I was offered an internship at a recording studio and my school wouldn't let me take it because they were like, well, music has nothing to do with psychology. Like, uh. what are you going to do with that? And at first I was kind of like, yeah, like, I guess you're right. Like, it's not my major. So what am I doing? And then, um, recently I took a class and it was all about music therapy and mm-hmm. being in studios and stuff and learning just, you know, how every lyric you sing, the way you sing it, every beat that you put into a song, whether it's a bell or it's a, like a low bass, it makes people feel different ways and yeah looking back i wish i could sit there and go back and be like well music has everything to do with psychology it influences people in so many different ways yeah it does absolutely yeah music therapy is really cool i have a couple of different friends that are you know exploring that right now and it's really it's really a beautiful thing um Mm -hmm. so then my last question is um if you could collab with anybody, who would it be? Um, like duet on a song or just work with in general as a writer? It, could be, it doesn't even have to be one person. It could be a bunch of people. Like I know you have influences. Like you, you I know you love Ariana Grande. And like <laughs> you can just, I don't know, just who are some of your influences? Who would you love to collab with, work on a song, sing with, anything? Um, I think someone who I would love most to collaborate with um would be actually one of ariana grande's writers and best friends uh her name's taylor parks okay she has she's written songs for so many people um and she she's just amazing and she as well sings and releases her own work um and i think you know watching interviews with her and the way her style of writing and doing things it's super personal and i think more than anything i would like to work with her um that's cool because she has like a slogan i guess not really a slogan but she says that everything she makes is tailor-made a motto (laughs) yeah i guess so um because she instead of just sitting there and writing a song and being like yeah like i guess that artist can sing it she'll sit down with the artist that she's working with, get to know them on a more personal level, and she'll write lyrics specifically for that artist. Wow. Um, and just make sure that it's completely connected and in a way that that artist can portray it accurately and make sure that it means as much to the artist as it does to the listener and everything. That's and, cool. Because yeah. a lot of a lot of people, when they write songs, they just kind of write the song, and then they're like, "Okay, who who can I think of who, to get to sing this?" Right. Um, and it's cool that you picked somebody like her because we don't really hear a lot about the people behind the scenes doing a lot of the work. We just praise, you know, the singer when they're not the whole. They're not the only person that's working on the piece that you're listening to. Right. Absolutely, and I think. Um, I think it's super important just to be able to recognize everyone because it's more than just the one person that goes into making music. Yeah, um, It's a collaborative effort no matter who it is or no matter what the song is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've experienced it through my own writing. Um, when I was in L.A., we made a song called Reflection, um, and it was me and 
my two friends that I had made out there along with um, my producer. And it was, it was super cool because it was the first time I actually had that collaborative experience of writing with other people and just bouncing ideas off of each other and, you know, really finding something that fit the story we were trying to tell. Yeah. So now for the listeners, how can they, um, how can they go and listen to some of your stuff? How can, how can they find you? Um, so it's just, you can search through my name, um, Frank Bailoni. Um, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, um, pretty much any streaming platform. It's just, uh, yeah. All right. And, um, have you written anything during quarantine or has quarantine made you, uh, made you creative or is it kind of giving you that writer's block? Um, kind of both. It's, it's a lot of mixed feelings because you know obviously with quarantine everyone has so much free time on their hands right and to me I in a way I feel guilty because I'm sitting there and I'm like wow I have so much time Mm -hmm. like sit down write something like you need to use your time to the way that it feels pushed you know right um and like me and you were discussing earlier I am the kind of person that, like, is constantly moving. I'm constantly going from work um, to the studio to school to everything. Yeah. Um, And trying to juggle everything that, like, now that I have all this downtime, I feel like I have to use it. But I I feel that it's super important just, you know, you take the time, you spend it with your family, you relax a little bit. And I think that this is helping people more than ever to just – take a step back and it's okay because everything's gonna everything's gonna work we out. honestly so, needed this no. we needed a mental health break i think everybody people just needed to calm down from work yeah and, i mean people are still working but at the same time it's like you don't have to be productive during this that is not what this is about it's not a productivity competition and it's funny because i felt guilty i literally have been watching movies um, I've been watching, you know, TV shows and whatnot, and I'm like sitting there stressing out, like I should be doing something more productive, but, Absolutely. but you know, it's, it's also, it's not, it's not a contest. You need to, you need to just take this time to relax. And it's hard to say that though, because I've been having a lot of anxiety because of this. I mean, a lot of people uh-huh. are, this is good for mental health, but it's also bad for mental health because people oh, are yeah. sitting there overthinking, you know. I'm up till three, four o'clock in the morning every morning. The other night, I didn't even go to sleep at all. I could not because this is just, you know, this is making people overthink. And uh-huh. a friend of mine was telling me yesterday that he read somewhere that this is going to be the hardest, um, you know, time for mental health in, you know, like, I guess like a percentage. Um, this is like going to be the hardest time for many, many people um in a very very long time like this is everybody's going through it so we are all going through it together and you know it's 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 really difficult but but i guess like you like you said you know people need to spend time with their families and like just relax um yeah it's it goes both ways it's like you 
you can you can do those things. You can do stuff at home that you always wanted to get around to that never got to. Everybody has those, you know, those things like the projects and whatnot that you've been wanting to do. Get around to that closet that you have been avoiding cleaning for like a year. But, you know, then at the same time, there's also that double that double counter, you know, argument where it's also very incredibly stressful because people are incredibly anxious about when is this going to be over and right. I don't know it's 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 bizarre it's a very weird thing that I never thought I would have seen in my life that's for yeah, sure it's it's definitely crazy but I think the most important thing um to remember is that like like you said everyone's going through it so mm-hmm. it's temporary like, right we don't temporary. know how temporary You're it is the least alone and, like, and it's you know, no one can predict how tomorrow's going to turn out or anything. So it's just taking things day by day and learning to relax and adapt and just really like, if you go through something or you're feeling something, just, you know, technology today is awesome in the way that we're still able to, even though everyone's kind of quarantined and social distancing and by themselves you're still able to reach out to friends and you're still able to connect and FaceTime and I know I know plenty of my friends who have FaceTimed each other and they've done like online happy hours or they've like the other night I was FaceTiming my friend and her family and we were playing a board game and I was involved yeah like even though I wasn't actually sitting at their house with them I was still over the phone playing the game with them yeah cards and you know giving answers and I think it it can be a lot of, um, with everything going on, it can be very stressful and it can be very nerve-wracking and cause a lot of anxiety. But I think mm-hmm. it's super important to kind of still, you know, have that foundation of um, connections and relaxing and just taking taking time. Yeah, it's funny because I definitely consider myself an introvert um, as I get older because um, Mm -hmm. I've noticed I thrive off of alone time and small groups rather than large groups. Um, That has to do with, I guess, my social anxiety. But um, I, you know, I, I get my energy from where I, you know, when I'm doing things alone and, you know, painting, reading a book, going for a walk, like small groups or like I said, alone, but, um, so the whole being in the house thing is not, like, a problem, it's mostly just the, you know, and people listening that have anxiety will, you'll all understand this, anxiety is about, you know, it all has to do with control and fear of not being in control of a situation, and, you know, I, I hate that I don't have a set day for when it's going to be over, if I knew, oh, May 15th, it's all over. You know what? I'd be able to relax a little bit more. And I think that's what's driving some people crazy is that they don't know this could end in August. This can end yeah. in, this could end in January. Nobody knows and that's what's causing a lot of a lot of anxiety. Right, especially because, you know, and I try I try my hardest not really to watch the news. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Same. I'm trying I'm trying to get updates and stay like up to date and knowledgeable on everything, but all the information, everything, it's changing so frequently Yes, that, you know, you believe one thing and then it's like, oh, well, just kidding, because this happened, or no, it changed back, or something. Um, 
And I don't think it's necessarily the quarantine that's really giving people anxiety or making them feel a certain way, but it's because I feel like a lot of people are okay with staying home Mm -hmm. and are able to like find things to occupy their time. It's just, it's more the anxiety of, well, there's nothing else to do or there's nothing else allowed to do. Right. Um, Having that restraint and the control that you mentioned that you don't have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. And, um, I actually have not been watching the news at all because Uh it will just make me feel worse. Um, I, I can't do it. I cannot do it at all whatsoever. It's just, this is, this is something that, like I said, we'll, we never thought would happen in our lifetime. And, you know, people are having a hard time adjusting because when the world you've always known is just stripped from you, pulled at your fingertips, you have to like, you're like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, you can't. The freedom to come and go as you please. Not going to work is really weird. Like, I'm obviously, you know, I'm still getting paid. I'm a, I'm a teacher. But so many people are out of a job right now. And they're bored. Uh-huh. And they're scared. And they don't know how much longer it's going to last. And I just really feel for everybody right now. And I would like to think that other people are trying to be more sensitive. And we're going to have, you know, a... We're going to have a stronger appreciation for the little things in life. I agree. That's what it is. I think it's really, in a lot of aspects, it's bringing a lot of families closer together. Yes. Um, You know, I can, I mean, I remember before any of this happened, you know, you go through the summer and you go to the parks and the beach and stuff. And it's, I feel like it's not that it's super rare, but in a way it's kind of rare to see an entire family out together right something um and i realized you know just through this i mean now all the parks and everything have closed um because they were yeah people aren't following the rules yeah they're told to close and everything but at first when it all happened and it was like oh well the businesses are shut down everyone needed to get out of the house and there were so many people at the parks but like you would see families walking around the neighborhood or riding their bikes together yeah just hanging out and i think that it's really gonna show kind of bring back that super important family time yeah my my family's never really been like close um but my mom is actually still working. She's a nurse. She can't she can't she can't stay home. She's not working in the hospital anymore, thank goodness. But she works in an assisted living facility. So it's basically it's not a nursing home. It's um it's apartments basically like a you know for 55 and older and she yeah. and she's there. Um she's there in case they need a nurse, which they do. A lot of them need medications. They're all locked in their rooms, these older people. Nobody's allowed to come in and out. She's basically by herself in her office. She has to wear, like, you know, all the protective equipment, and she, like, drops their medicine off at their door. You know, she's not even seeing another person at all. It's cra- it's crazy. So, you know, it's, you know, it's 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 absolutely insane. But, you know... We need to take the precautions, and the sooner that we do, the sooner it will just be, it'll be over. I feel Absolutely. I feel bad though for people that you know can't see their like can't see certain people like their their best friends and their significant others, and it's it's hard. It's really really hard, and 
it, it was even harder with a holiday that just happened. You know, it's Passover and it just was Easter. Um, right. A lot of people have birthdays during this. I just had a birthday. It was depressing, like, you know. But I definitely, like I said, what we're going to get out of this is that we are definitely going to appreciate the little things in life more. Just going going to the beach in the summer is going to be, you're going to feel so liberated. Absolutely. Going out to a restaurant and just having a meal with your friends, oh, it's going to feel like a million bucks. Yeah, every, every, I feel like every moment is just going to be cherished so yes, much more. It's absolutely. Gonna, it's just going to be super important. And when this is all over, we need to get the gang back together and have another, <laughs> have another, have another um, game night or something. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I'm all about the game night. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for, um, you know, joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And um, I will link some of Frankie's um, music to this post so that you can go check him out and support him. He's super talented. Um, And I hope everybody is staying safe during this quarantine. So thank you for listening.